0: Welcome to another episode of Games in Schools and Libraries. I'm Donald Dennis, and you can find me wandering the internet as Walsfio. Today, once again, I am joined by our wonderful, wonderful co-host, the brilliant and talented Stephanie Fry. Hello. And today we've got a quick episode where we're going to talk about uh, replacement games once again. And this time, uh, I think, let's talk about trivia games.
1: Ooh, Trivia games.
0: Yeah, so, you know, libraries, all about knowledge, uh, gathering and disbursement thereof, uh, as well as the telling the facts from fictions. You know, I love libraries. Yeah. And so, trivia games are a category of games that was, well, exceptionally popularized by Trivial Pursuit back in, I don't know, the 80s, I guess? I'm guessing, because we got one
1: donated, I think, from that time period once.
0: Uh, We've we've actually had more copies of Trivial Pursuit donated to the library than any other game. I think we've had like four or five of them donated over time. Yes. Um, And and I don't know what the next best or next most donated game is, but Trivial Pursuit has it hands down.
1: Technically now it's Munchkin.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Well, they're different. Okay. Yes. Munchkin. Munchkin. Well, one one guy donated that though.
1: No, I think we've gotten some other Munchkins. Shh,
0: shh. we don't talk about Munchkin. Okay. No, actually, we can talk about Munchkin, but that's another episode. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, however, I don't even know if we still have one of those copies here in the library because Trivia Pursuit, uh, we generally donate them to the Friends sale. Um, I think we may have one copy here in the teen room somewhere. But there are so many other trivia games that sort of do the trivia thing better.
1: There really are.
0: Uh, What are you looking for in a trivia game, Stephanie?
1: Um, In a trivia game, I actually really enjoy trivia games that let me, like with um, Timeline, where it's, I have to sort of know the general gist of where it is, but not the exact answer.
0: Yeah, not knowing, you know, is half the battle. No, wait, that's a different game. (laughs) Uh, But... So trivia games, what you're trying to do is get people to sort of prove their knowledge or even possibly learn while they're playing the games. And so we have got a whole bunch of games here that we'd like to recommend along the trivia front. And, uh, yeah, so you mentioned, what, Timeline's right up front. I
1: did mention Timeline's right up front. That was, like, one of my first trivia games besides Trivial Pursuit.
0: Uh, So, tell our listeners about it. How does Timelines play, and why is it cool?
1: So, Timelines is cool because basically everybody has a hand of cards, and on your turn, you're going to play cards out to the timeline. And what I love about it is, essentially, you just have to kind of be deductive. Like, hey, I know that this period happened after this period, but before this period, so I'll put it here on the timeline. So, right. it's like, okay, maybe this happened before baby bottles, but after the invention of the wheel.
0: Right. So, it might be like, oh, here's a corkscrew, and uh, somebody else put the bottle, like, at one point. So, you're going to, well, we know we didn't have to have corkscrews until after we had bottles, probably. So, if I, even if I have no idea where the corkscrew is, it makes me think about, well, how does a corkscrew exist, and why would we have one, and when would it start, it's like, oh, well, maybe they used it on casks as well. you know. So it encourages conversation while you're looking at it. And there's a whole bunch of different timelines.
1: Oh, there really are. There's the inventions one. There's the scientific discoveries. American history. Um, so it's really great also for like classrooms if you need something light for your kids to do between periods.
0: Right. And there's sort of a, another version of it uh, that is the card lines which also deals with animals. So it might be Uh, You know, when did these dinosaurs live or how big were they? Because they have multiple bits of information on them.
1: And I think they also have countries, so it might also be population or size of the country.
0: Yeah, so there's a whole lot that you can sort of pull out of these trivia games uh, of the card lines and the timeline series. And most importantly, it's just a deck of cards. Now, the way the game plays is, of course, everybody has cards out in front of them. So I can see what you may be having to talk about later. And you can't look at the back. So you slide them out into the thing and say, I think this is where it goes relative to the games that are already there.
1: And then the first one to run out of cards wins.
0: And then, that's right, If if you successfully put it in the right place, you do not have to draw a replacement card. And if you do not put it in the correct place, then you get another card to replace that one. And so very fast, very fun, can be played in a variety of environments. And you can pull one box of it cut the deck in half and play two different groups you really could because there's enough cards in there that it's rare you will ever get them all and you just have the discards from one group go to the other group and then that way they're playing with different cards so that works very very well but they're affordable enough that you could get a whole bunch of decks for different things
1: oh absolutely and you could really suit your needs to whatever subject you're teaching
0: now something else you can do uh, probably very interesting to teachers or folks who have local history games, you can create your own versions of this just with note cards. Uh, and Or you could print it out and slide them into card sleeves with pictures from your local history or your, your digital uh, museum. If you've got, uh, like we have the Georgetown County digital archive here that Julie Warren has made for our uh, Georgetown County library system. And so we could make our own version, which we did play around with once but we don't have a final full copy maybe we should do that that would be a great project
1: that would be a great project because really all you need is a picture a name of a thing and a number
0: an actual date of some sort so um well anyway that's great that's two games down is there another one we want to talk about next
1: what about wits and wagers
0: oh yeah so north star has a variety of trivia games and the Wits and Wagers line. They have done version after version. They've got Wits and Wagers family, various party editions of Wits and Wagers Vegas, um, and and how does Wits and Wagers play?
1: Uh, basically, what happens is a question is asked, then everybody writes down a question, an answer to that question, and then you fit them all out on the board. And then everybody takes bets on which one's correct.
0: Right. So you write down your bet. You all slide those into the middle of the table. And then they get ordered. Um, I'm sorry. That's that's, that's backwards. You had it correct. Where everybody writes down their answers. They get organized on the table. Then people place their bets. And then they get coins back or poker chips or whatever the tokens are you're using.
1: I think you get chips back for guessing correctly or for actually being the one to get the right answer.
0: Right. And the uh, the Vegas version, the great big one that they did not too long ago, uh, has a whole bunch of where you can bet on who you think the right person is. You know, it's like, I think before the question's read, you can say, I think this guy's going to get it right. Or before, I'm sorry, before the answers are revealed. Or you can bet on black or red or et cetera, et cetera. So there's a lot more betting opportunities. So it plays more like a, a gambling expedition or a gambling game than it does just a trivia game.
1: And it's also got options for if nobody on the board you think is right. You know, I think it's lower than, or I think it's higher than what's here. And I think there's certain, like, special payouts for...
0: Right. So so the farther you are from the most common, or the middlemost answer that was given, the more valuable it is. And once again, all of these results, you know, the way that the betting is done, changes on a game-by-game basis. So... Uh, Another game they put out is called Say Anything, which is kind of like a trivia game, only the trivia is what does the person who's asking the question think as opposed to what is the absolute answer? So it might be, you know, ask my favorite question in the whole deck, which is, if I could train a monkey to do anything, what would I train it to do? And then everybody else writes what they think the answer is. They After that. um, And then you have a
1: betting phase. You have a
0: betting phase. And then... Um, I select um, or actually I would have selected my favorite answer and not let everybody know everybody bets. And then I reveal people get points based on being correct with that. It is, it is a lot of fun. It really is. And it's a great icebreaker. And if you're playing with the right, you know, thought of, you know, train of thought, you can get to know people pretty well for it. Some folks think it plays better if you already know people, but I think it works also great as an icebreaker. And then they have a game called uh, Happy Birthday or Crappy Birthday, which is you're doing the same sort of thing, but it's you've got a deck of cards that what would you get me for my birthday? And <laughs> everybody is submitting those in. And so it's all sort of following that same path, except for there's no betting in those games. Yep. So. But yeah, that's North Star. And there is a new version of Say Anything coming, coming out this year. And the packaging <laughs> looks great. Much more up to date, modern version. No idea if the cards are different. I haven't heard that yet. Ooh,
1: nice!
0: All right, so I'm going to talk about uh, Bezer Wizard.
1: Bezer
0: Wizard. Bezer um, See the show notes for a spelling. So in Bezer Wizard, uh, you've got a bag of tiles which are topic categories. I think there's something like 20 categories. I don't know. Everybody draws out these tiles. You arrange them on your board from things you think you're best at to things you think you're worst at. And once again, all these trivia games. One of the reasons trivia games are so great is you can generally do them as um, as team activities, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be each person playing for themselves, or if you have, instead of four people or whatever, you could have teams of two or teams of three and so forth. Um, and so we will all say, oh, here's what we think we can do. You get more points based on how much better you thought you were going to do at something, but there's other special action tiles that can play. Or I could even say, oh, I see that you put game knowledge as your number one thing, well, And I have sports over here and I know you're no good at sports. I'm going to make a trade and I'm going to trade out your category for my category. And, um, that's exciting sometimes. Nice. So it's, it's more, it's, it sort of feels more like a gamerly trivia game where you're, you're playing other people and, and you're doing stuff like that. So it's a cool one. Um, there's a couple of editions of it that, that I really like. Um, Or Oh, make sure you get the English version if you're wanting the English version, because there are foreign language. And foreign language trivia, while delightful if you know the language, is kind of useless if you don't.
1: Very true. I mean, with a name like Wizard. (laughs) I kind of expected.
0: (laughs) Well, all right. Do you have another one you want to talk about?
1: Uh, What about Terra and Fauna?
0: Ooh, yes. Terra and Fauna is like the grown-up version of Cardlines.
1: I don't know. They're still easy enough for the kids, too, though.
0: I mean, is is it's a bigger production game. It's not like it's necessarily for older people. But yeah. It, it, There's it, a little more to it. It uses a map. It adds a map element. And other than that, it sort of falls... And you're only dealing with one creature at a time. So yes. a creature is revealed or a location or a place or a... I don't know. There's a variety of things that you can get in Terra versus... Um, In Fauna. Yeah. And so one card is revealed and then people take places or take turns placing cubes on the board to say, oh, I think it is in this region or I think it is this big.
1: Or this is how long its tail is.
0: Exactly. And then the closer you are, if you are close enough or if you are accurate, you will get a number of points. Um, And so, a lot of the regions, they've got the board broken up fairly small so that things are rarely just from one region. So, like, these are in five or six regions, Mm -hmm. um, which means that the accurate answers, there's a bunch of those, and then the adjacent ones certainly make that a lot larger of an area. Yeah. So, and there's a metric version as well as a imperial version. So Yeah, I think
1: you just flipped the board, right?
0: Depends on which edition you
1: have. Oh.
0: (laughs) So, be careful with flora on that. And, uh Terra, the Terra version was from Ah, uh, the fine folks um who made the One Night Ultimate Werewolf game. All right. Um What's
1: next? What's next?
0: Um You know, I I think we mentioned since we mentioned Say Anything, we probably ought to mention Apples to Apples, Ooh. which is which is another it's not really a trivia game unless you It's
1: like it sort of is. It's more a I wanna say people trivia game. Because right. it's sort of in that category where you're trying to read the judge and know the judge.
0: Exactly. Um, so, well, and I guess if we're open up that category, we can throw in a whole bunch of things like um, it's sort of on the border. Because the judge really is picking their favorite out of all of the choices that you throw out, mm-hmm. Right. Because in Apples to Apples, you might say fuzzy, right? You'll pull a, a card that says fuzzy. Everybody else is playing cards out of their hands. It might be like George Foreman. Albert Einstein. Um, the Great Pyramids or an orange. And then from that, the judge has to pick who who played the fuzziest thing. Right. All right? And so it's you are trying to get a read on the person. So the might person might say, well, when I was at the pyramids in Egypt um, – we said these great big fuzzy camels, so that's why I'm picking that. Yeah. Like, all right, that makes no sense to me, but you picked it. So it is kind of trivia-ish. Um, I don't know. It, and I think that, that really depends on how your group plays it.
1: It really does, because I'm sure there are some groups who are like, no, that's this is to be kind of accurate-ish, whereas other people were like, well, this is my favorite, and this is the funniest.
0: Right. And I think that sort of is where the game falls apart is that um, people will pick just the funniest answer and say anything sort of falls in that, that same problem, too. Yeah. There, there is another game that I, I think I ought to mention.
1: We ha- do we have to mention it? But is is this the one that we're not allowed to have? No.
0: Oh, okay. A Smarty Party. It's, Smarty it's, Party. It's one that I don't actually care for all that much. Um, but it is really popular. So um, I just find it stressful, really. Oh, no. uh, so in Smarty Party, there is a list, and so it's like, here are the ten things of whatever. And so it might be, hey, tip, ten most popular party games, or ten largest cities in America, or it might not have the same numbers, or whatever. It's like, it could be the, you know, the fifteen countries where chopsticks are the main food, you know, food conveyance item, or what have you. you know, they've got questions. Everybody then, on their turn, uh, is trying to guess one of those if you fail you get negative points if you succeed um, then you don't have to go forward at the end of the round for all the negative points people have gotten uh, they have to move forward on the uh, on the track and of course if you you know did super super good you get the smarty pants but that's a different issue <laughs> um, and so it is a neat trivia game conceptually i like it but really it just kind of stresses me out it's, it's kind of like full speed family feud. Okay. Kind of thing where everybody is trying to guess off this list of, of answers. And so that's it. That's it. I think so trivia games, I think there are a lot of ways to use them. And if you're doing an educational program, having folks create their own trivia games or trivia questions for whatever game you're using is an amazing tool, especially when you make them prove their work. It's like, Oh, yeah, so you said that, uh, you know, butterflies have 13 legs. Show me where this is a thing. Yes. And so make them cite their work, that that you can have them do that. We did it years ago when we had a financial fitness grant. We did wits and wagers. As, oh, nice. As opposed to wits and wages, where we had folks create questions as part of some of the uh, financial game show activities that we were doing. And so it was a lot of fun.
1: Well, and plus, if you have people sort of use the knowledge and – basically use it in some kind of practical way the recall on that kind of information is going to be a lot better
0: it is and when we were doing our game design classes last summer uh we had folks create a uh, national parks trivia oh yeah so there were not enough questions uh for what they did it was basically a proof of concept but it was pretty neat that uh, that they were working on something for national parks because we love our national parks yes all right. Well, any other thoughts about trivia games before we go? Is there anything that you would like to see in trivia games? Hmm. I don't know. No. No. Okay.
1: I am kind of curious to see like where they'll go. You know.
0: Yes. I guess if we're talking trivia game, games, we have to mention you don't know Jack. Oh yeah. Is that a series of games you're familiar with?
1: I mostly played the computer games. That's exactly what. I'm okay, they're only about. computer games. Okay.
0: Um. And uh, and now they have the Jackpacks Party Packs, which have got a lot of other games that are interactive and stuff.
1: Yes. Um,
0: but uh, even though, really, the You Don't Know Jack trivia, not really appropriate for the library, I don't think. No. But if you're looking for a good online trivia program or a game that, that you can now, I think, even play on, the co- on your couch with your friends through uh-huh. the Party Pack stuff, that, uh, that I recommend that you check that out. Anyway, I think we're done with trivia games for the now. Um, So if you want, I I recommend you you roll them out in your library and let us know what your favorite trivia games are that we may not have mentioned or or where we were wrong about the ones we didn't mention. So I'm Donald Dennis.
1: And I'm Stephanie Fry.
0: And you've been listening to the Games in Schools and Libraries podcast, produced in association between the Inverse Genius and the Georgetown County Library System. You can find out more about us and the people who help create all of our fine shows over at InverseGenius.com, where we also have on board games, on RPGs, on minis, games, and the Room Escape Divas. If you would like to be on the show... Or have questions, comments, or ideas for episodes, please contact us at schoolsandlibrariesgmail.com at and let us know. We do have our episodes booked out for several weeks in advance, so if you have something time sensitive, you will want to contact us as early as possible.